Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon With Todd and Rob. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, here we are post Christmas. So I guess Happy New Year is in order. <laughs> right. Happy New Year is on the way. Right. 2024. Wow, that's going to be an interesting year for everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> yep, and uh, we we are we're late today. Rob and I both had things going on, and uh, also um, the website is like in it's it's fine. It, they basically started a migration before Christmas, and they finished it up yesterday. And of course, this morning I knew that the SSL certificates were the last thing that we're going to have to put on, so I remapped all the a records and ah, yeah um <laughs> the uh the sites are updated but the ssl certificates are not in yet oh so things are coming up non-secure on the website so we're live but we're not lit because for some reason i can't log into new media show well, the way i've got it set up so gotta wait for the ssl certificate to be put in place they're saying eight o'clock tonight of course the the piece that they said oh this will happen within two hours and they said i emailed back two hours and hey the ssl certificates are not on the site yep they said oh we're having a problem we'll try again tonight at eight and i'm like oh you 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 turkeys um I guess I could have turned the a record back but about the time i turned the a record back to the old box they would say hey we we can't assign the SSL certificates because it's pointing at the wrong IP or whatever has to be done. And anyway, um, here we are. And so is it a good good time of the year to make infrastructure infrastructure changes like this, Todd? Or is it? Yeah, kind I, think, of, I think it actually not, is because it's low it's traffic time. time. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure mo- most people don't even know that we're going live right now just because we I did put it out that we were supposed to sp- start the show at four, but we didn't really do that. So. Um, but that's okay. Um, it's a holiday week, so, you know, the new year's is coming, but it's kind of interesting. The, the, the kind of quirky things that come out during the holidays, cause there's, it's, it's really kind of a slow time of the year, right. For the industry. So, you know, these weird stories, um, that come out, uh, about all sorts of things that are going on. Like, like I heard, um, Heather Osgood coming out talking about her her pronunciation or her her projection that she's going to be only selling impressions into podcasts in the new year. So I guess that means that downloads are kind of becoming passe with you know only some selling parts of the industry. Only right? selling impressions. Well so they didn't want to call them downloads. They didn't want to call them plays. Now they're going to call them impressions. So well well, that's how all the other advertising that's done is all based oh, on impressions. And that's, and that's working out well for display advertising that gets impressions. Right. I, I think this is a very bad decision on. I think that's a horrible decision. Well, her explanation of it is that it's it's simplifying the selling process, Todd. <laughs> okay. So so, what, you know, so so if you got a thousand downloads and had a thousand plays, do we now have a thousand impressions? I, 
some I, metric associated with that, but I would say that's generally what the what the conversation. So is how's that conversation going to come back? And they say, well, what is that equal? How is oh, I don't even want to get into this. How is this even equivalent to the IEB? There's no definition of an impression in the IEB spec. Well, it's also gets back to, and we've said this for many years, Todd, it's be careful what you wish for here. Um, oh man. I just, you know, it's, it sounds like desperation to me. Well, it's this desire to make it easier for brands to buy the medium. I, that was Heather's explanation for this was, is that it's, it's too complicated talking about all the different kinds of delivery technologies and yeah, only how it's tracked it's, and the oh, attributions. Well, and the, I don't have to deal with the, any of that. So, right. And, and it's like, you know, just say, well, you know, buy 120,000 impressions. <laughs> just, you know, I guess at the end of the day, when advertising is getting hard to sell, there's a impression, no pun intended here that, uh, so what's shifting. So, so that is going to be a race to the bottom because they're going to say, Oh, an impression, just like a web page impression. Great. I'll give you two bucks. I'll give you well, $2. Yeah, you're selling it just like uh, yeah. programmatic advertising. I'll give, really, I'll, I'll give well, no, I just, no, it's an impression. I get just like a page load. I, I, what, what a web page loads get you now? Two bucks, maybe dollar 75, buck 50, maybe if you're lucky. So yeah, go ahead. I, 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 yeah. this is, I think that's a very, very, very bad thing to do. So what's yeah. hard? It's supposed to be hard. Right. Uh, well, Todd. Welcome to the complexity of the new year. It's the effort to simplify everything is actually going to make it more complicated. And meanwhile, people aren't paying up. You saw this deal with Laura Ingram. Oh, yeah, with Laura Ingram, right. Owed $919,660. I'm sure there's a big lawsuit around that, right? Daily Repeat, the Daily Beast reports that Quake Media failed to make payments to Ingram. Quake Media was a two ninety nine a month podcast subscription platform. It stopped posting on Twitter more than a year ago, mm-hmm. and its website appears to stop working over the last few months. Huh? I wonder who owned that. I don't know. I'm not actually familiar with that company, so I don't. I haven't heard of them before. So Quake Media owned what service? That's the question. Right. So and and you probably saw Rob Walsh made a comment on the feed about iOS 17 changes in Apple podcasts could reduce your downloads by 30% for shows that have, um, over 300 episodes. And again, and again, blueberry not affected by this because we didn't count those to begin with those. That's, that's an interesting kind of twist on this conversation about the IEB though, Todd, um, because which means that that isn't really a standard. Well, it's because it, yeah. uh, you know, all you had to have is a minute worth of, right. of media yeah. to count it. And yeah. if the, if the download started and it did not complete, it sat there and spun and failed, mm-hmm. you know, there is a, there's a reason why you can look at the progressive part of the download. You can look at the, how much of the chunks were delivered. Right. And if only one chunk got delivered, let's yeah. see, this is not rocket science. If only one chunk or two chunks mm-hmm. got delivered, that's it. Yeah. 
Well, Rob's Rob's contention here is that your audience size didn't change. No. It's just that the amount of times that those episodes were downloaded I, changed. No, many times they were attempted to be downloaded. Right. Well, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Right. No, no, there's a difference. When it was downloaded, it's downloaded. When it was attempted to be downloaded, it didn't download. Well, your numbers were inflated based on yeah. that criteria is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Because, right. because there was underqualification of the download. Right. So do we, I mean, this begs the question, Todd, is that the whole goal of the IAB was to get everybody kind of on the same page here with doing metrics, but it doesn't appear that we actually accomplished, we, we didn't accomplish that. Well, what we, what we did was it was either, there was those that wanted to look at a 20, well, mm -hmm. okay. The one minute thing, and I don't, rem I, again, I don't remember the entire discussion point, but right. the one minute was the minimum that you should measure. Um, I had always, and even, you know, publicly, I've said that the one minute minimum was, was way too low. Well, that and plus... How do you actually calculate one minute? It's easy because I know how many bytes of the file was delivered. Yeah, but doesn't that vary based on the file file yeah, encoding? Of course. Of course. Right. Yeah. So it's always an approximation, right? No, you know how much of the file you're going to get. Okay. So you, you get in that again, I don't know the science behind it, but you, you were able to tell on that initial with the, with the raw log data, that initial query, mm -hmm. you got, you know how much of that media file has to be delivered to get the whole file. So if you just play again, out I'm the, not, I'm not the techie know, on this. I so, I mean, if you click the play button and it downloads a minute's worth of audio, but you actually only listen to 30 seconds of it, does that the, still qualify? The as thing is, on most players, when you click play. Mm -hmm. They just, oh yeah, well, you know, they it just depends on the speed of your connection, right. right? And again, it goes by player by player, device by device, app by app, and the functionality of how much it'll ch chunk out initially. So, you know, yeah. this is why um, most of the times when someone clicks or when that when someone is subscribed to a show or follows a show, that media hits, it gets full download in about you know, 90% of the time it delivers that, you know, full download immediately. Yeah. And you get that whole completion record. Whereas when someone comes in and, and sometimes when come in on a certain app and they hit play, it does mm -hmm. the same thing. It downloads it as fast as it can and it's, right. it's all there. Right. So there's only a percentage of shows that are, um, so we're talking about real life activity here. We're talking about right. active playing. But when an app comes in and says, okay, uh, I resume watching the show. Give me all, give me all the last 15 episodes that I missed. Um, usually um, what was happening in prior to iOS 17 was all of those were being queried at once and trying to mm -hmm. be downloaded at once. And if you're on a mobile device that obviously it's good. You've seen it, you know, it, it, stuff downloads at different rates of speed if you've hit two or three downloads in your mobile phone yeah. but imagine yeah. trying to get 10 episodes at once well maybe 
seven of those fail mm-hmm. because the phone can only do so much and um, from the concurrent connections and it doesn't, and it just basically kind of times out. So it gets a little bit of it, right. but and then it comes back the next day and tries to get it again because it didn't get it because it didn't complete it. And it depends on the app activity, whether or not it, but we can see that the log file, how much of that media file, you know, maybe it was just a query and it got the header, which includes all the metadata and any album art that's in there. If there is album art in it, and it, cause that's all loaded up front. That is supposed to be calculated in and removed out and not included in your one minute of calculation. You're supposed to throw that made it. So if there was a 512 K image in the header file of the MP3, you're supposed to toss that mm-hmm. and then count a minute before you deliver it. So if so, so long as you're doing that, um, then if immediate minute of the media file was downloaded, you technically at the minimum standard can qualify that as a, as a download. And, but again, um, and then what they also changed on iOS 17 was basically the, some, some function, how it acts, but the majority of this bad behavior was happening from it trying to download backlog, a, a whole, yeah, a whole back, back catalog. catalog. Yeah. Right. Right. And there's some, you know, there's been some other changes that may affect people's numbers a little bit, but again, it depends on the makeup of the audience. If the, if you have a high majority of your audience that is subscribed and actively mm-hmm. listening, there'll be no change. But if you have right. an audience that's not subscribed and they come in and hit play, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're going to see a little bit difference in, in, in numbers, probably, right. um, and probably more accurate numbers, to be honest with you, because not everyone listens to a, um, no one listens to, uh, not everyone listens to every episode that they're subscribed to. So, right. I mean, that episode could have been delivered to your device, but you, you never actually took an action but, to listen to it. But right. this holiday, I've been binge listening, catching up on all my back catalog, listening mm-hmm. to four or five episodes in a row of shows that I haven't listened to in a couple of months. Yeah. So it's not to say that people don't come back and listen to this stuff later, but probably the majority of folks probably don't. But again, you know, it, again, it's, it's also if you're just using a raw download number as your predictability of your audience size, and that's, that's dumb because again, you got to look at a longer, you know, from a, from, if you're selling media, again, this only matters truly. If you're doing advertising, you got to look at, a, you got to go look back three months or, you know, 12 episodes or whatever it may be. You need to look back at a period of time and say, okay, what have I done as an average here per episode? And if I'm maintaining, you know, if I have a show that's coming in at 800 and one that's coming in at 2,500 and one that's coming in at 2,000, next one's coming in at 1,300, which some shows do like that, then you have to use an average. If you're coming in every, every episode and you're 12,300, 12,500, 13,000, 12,500, episode, 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 then you can probably pretty safely say that this audience is probably, you know, 12,000 or so active listeners. But if it's like this up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down shows me that people are not subscribed, shows me yeah. that they're actively playing. So you have no choice then, but to look at a longer time of period and get an average right. and still, sometimes you're going to be under and sometimes you're going to be up, but you hope then that you have at least have enough deliveries 
on an average to fill all the inventory. So, so when people come, this is what bothers me about um, advertisers that buy a one episode trial. Oh, it fluctuates. Well, if if you get on an episode that is a low point. Right. You're not going to hit your targets. Or if anything is, it depends on what you've told them. Right. You know, but you can't I, always predict. Oh, in my, advance. my average is uh 10,000 per episode. Well, what if you have well, one let's that say come, it does eight, right? Does or eight, seven and it or seven and it underperforms. Right. Then the advertiser said, well, that was a bad, that was horrible. So I think you have to be very, very clear. And this is why I, I refuse. I, it, you know, if you want to do a one episode buy, go somewhere else. Because mm-hmm. this is not how the medium works to begin with. Todd, it's a test. And it's a test. We're trying to yeah, a test this we're point to, to determine fail. if this is going to work out. Well, when I not. and I'll tell them, well, this test is going to fail. This is what I tell right. them that the test is going to fail. Oh, we still only right. buy one episode, or only we buy one episode a month. Right. It's a horrible strategy. So, Todd, I'm hearing others in the medium talk about you know some of the top social media podcast marketing tips or trends, right? For 2024. And the number one that I keep hearing about is Instagram is poised to become a potent platform for podcast promotion, mm. reels, feed posts, stories, all play crucial roles in Instagram. If I don't see Instagram being a podcast consumption platform. Depends on your audience. I suppose that's true. I'm not If it sure. was my daughter doing a What's, podcast, she would rock and roll on Instagram. If it's me, yeah. No, I don't. I haven't been on Instagram in three months. Yeah, I mean, what is the demographic of Instagram right now? Each show is different. Is it, is it mainly female, do you think? I think there's a wide variety of people on Instagram, but I think it all depends on your audience. You have to, so, no, but, but do you think it's predominantly dominated by women? Though? Oh, I, mean, I, I, I would. I'm just going to make an assumption and say yes. Yeah, but you know, Instagram is now used by a lot of people as a dating app. You know, let me follow your Insta. You know, give me your Insta. It's not give me your square. Give me your Insta. You know, right? And also, it's it's possible. It's increasingly possible to live stream a show to Instagram too. Yeah. So you can see where these guys are really trying to compete with the other big, you know, YouTube and and TikTok and those folks on on the media consumption side. Right. Yeah. So. It, and then short form video um, is being said is really in- increasingly oh, growing to be a, be a significant, you know, play. Well, over. reels and shorts are probably, you know, tick, look at TikTok and Facebook shorts. Well, and I think the Tom Webster research came back showing that there is an increasing match between short form videos um mapping to people moving over and listening to the long form side. So I think I, that there's increasing movement like that. I'll know. I do know this people that start loading their YouTube channel up with shorts. I skip all the shorts and go to their long form content. I don't watch their shorts. Well, yeah. but again, if you're just trying to figure someone out, yeah, maybe, but again, that's for a YouTuber, not for a podcaster. Yeah. Is that your, your consumption behavior though? Todd, yeah, that's is, mine is, is, yeah. is biased toward the long form, right? Yeah. yeah. So again, yeah. I, it, 
I, I don't think any of these strategies are bad. It's just wherever you want to where, where you know, where's your tribe hanging out? Yeah. We yeah still- I think it, in, I definitely agree with you. I think it does um, increasingly require one to have an understanding of the demographics of the user base yeah. of any, any particular social platform. Absolutely. Right. But that's hard to do sometimes. I mean, I guess you have to do some searching online to determine that. Well, no, you should know where your people are hanging out. No, but what's the, what's the predominant user profile for Instagram or, or for oh, reels I, or for these oh, platforms? I, I, I think it's helpful for you from a content creator perspective to understand who the typical, it's like we, we've always said the Spotify listeners are typically in the younger demo, right? So if I'm doing a show like this, this show, it's probably not going to cater to the younger demo, right? Yeah. So we're never going to do well on Spotify. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. We can try, but. <laughs> so here's another one that bites the dust on Christmas. Vocalize, never even heard of them. I didn't heard of them either. This right. basically gave its uh, users 10 days over holiday period to remove its analytics. Oh, really? Wow. Prefix. So if you're running Vocalize and it's uh and you're listening to the show on January 1st, your, your podcast is no longer delivering. Yeah. So this, this is a huge think, think, think about, I, I, you know, well, we've seen this happen so many I, times I know, but, right over the years, but imagine, um, any of the prefix providers here, here's the thing. A lot of podcasters don't really think about. We've talked about it on this show a lot is I pay more attention to my prefix uptime than I do my hosting uptime. They're both Mm -hmm. equally important. But if the prefix goes down, oh, oh, it just gives me, gives me shivers. Um, And that's why we, we basically have two servers. They're just sitting at idle. In different data centers, and if the prefix right. goes down, I think it's seven, three to seven seconds. It bam, it flips, and uh, it runs until we tell it to switch back. And then if that second one goes down, it goes to the to the third data center. And if three are down, well, then there's something else bigger going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> There is there is something much much bigger happening that is not healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was in, in, interesting the article in Pod News about um, in Europe they're still investing in podcasts. Right, someone <laughs> dropped, that was someone headline. dropped a big bunch of money. Yeah, that was a big check, forty eight million in funding to Potomo. Right, what do you need that much money for? If someone gave me $48 million, I don't even know what I would do with it. Yeah. Well, I think this company is the company that uh, is investing in other companies, right? They're actually acquiring or investing in other, I, other companies. Well, maybe. I guess yeah. if, if I had $48 million, I I know, yeah, I would. The thing is, this is a challenge Libsyn got into, and I think they're still suffering from, is, they went on that drunken spending spree 
and trying to sort all that chaos out, you know, I, making more than one acquisition a year to me sounds pretty, uh, pretty scary. Yeah, I do kind of wonder about some of those acquisitions, but I do say that I do think that the advertised cast was probably a pretty smart move. I, I think probably so. Yeah. I think on, on whole, I think that was probably a good, good move for the country or f- for the the company itself uh, from a revenue perspective. It definitely kind of shored the, uh, the decline in, in revenue that I think was happening on the hosting side. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think oh. that uh, everyone's predicting 2024 to be pretty ugly. Most economists are saying, you know, you thought it was bad in 2023, strap in for 2024. And I hear others say the opposite. So it's, it's one of those things, yeah. you know, it's like, well, what's the fed going to do? Is the fed going to lower interest rates? And is that going to be a catalyst for a new growth again that I'm hearing both sides of it. And I'm not quite sure what to believe, but I do think that the over printing of money um, will continue to have an impact on our economy. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But there's so many other factors going on right now. It's like, yeah. Well, the, I hate to almost o- open that box because well, there's so the, many things. The to conversation talk about. around the Christmas tree was things are people are are hurting. hurting. Yeah. Yep. And everyone, laid off people. I think of, a segment of the population is hurting. You can't tell by travel. People spending money for Christmas, you can't tell. There is a segment of people that are hurting really bad. I would say the. There's a lot of people running up big credit card debt, too. I, I would, I think the, if you look at, if you're, I'm going to go on a limb here, have nothing to back this up, but just, you know, conversation. If you if you're on the lower forty percent of the earning income in the United States, it's it's pretty horrible for you right now. Mm-hmm. Even if you're at that kind of that, you know, well, especially mid, if you that, want to buy a home. <laughs> oh, forget <laughs> it! You can't even you know the conversation was around cars, right. and um, well, that's even hard. Well, that's it, hard it's too. not hard. There's the the car dealers are full. We're talking about pickup trucks. Well, and yeah, it's the interest rates what's killing people. Right. And the vehicles are up thirty thousand dollars. You know, you can't get a pickup hard to get a pickup truck now for less than fifty thousand and a new one. And that's yeah. a plain Jane, you know, no frills. And if you want something with uh you know, you want a heater in it or air conditioning, it's you know, then you're talking eighty thousand, you know, right. or windows that roll down. Um right. so but we can always get out, go, go and get a cyber truck, Todd, for sixty thousand. Uh, no, next, no, thank you. Next year, that's go and get one. No, where where am I going to charge it? Um, th- it's true. There's two chargers just, in my town. Well, and you they, just just put one in your own garage. Or yep, and own. I'll I'll wait uh, twenty four months to get a permit to approval to do it. So I have to. Shouldn't have I'll, to have a permit to put in a charger to yeah. put in a hundred twenty volt charger? Uh, no, you don't. Well, yeah, it's, it's usually a 30 amp, uh, yeah. charger. So if you want to, so you maybe switch between, uh, doing laundry and charging a vehicle. Um, 
which you could do that. You could. Yeah. Yeah. You just un- unplug the dryer and plug the car in. Yeah. Right. Great. That's something yeah. I want to do every time is crawl behind the. Well, you, yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Depends on how convenient the plug <laughs> is. Right. But, and most people are just doing bypasses, but that does take electrician to come in and do that. But the, yeah. So I don't know. Well, again, uh, I, I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't have electric vehicle in a cold Michigan based upon the way these batteries are not holding up. I, I guess you, you must keep yours in a garage or something. Don't you during the winter to keep it warm? Well, I do keep it in the garage, but, uh, the Tesla has, um, kind of battery temperature controls functionality too. So it keeps not the battery all, warm. It, well, it does if it needs to be right. Yeah. So if you're, yeah, you know, if you're charging it, it's going to warm the battery. So it charges fully, but if you're not driving it or whatever, it, it doesn't. Right. But, but if you haven't, if you haven't truly in a garage, you're probably not affected, but you know, yeah. I mean, I think that that's the ideal use case type of type of situation, right? I mean, I've got my own two twenty volt charger. I just, I just have too much uh, mileage anxiety, you know, based on my experiments out in out in Phoenix, oh. and being worried at forty miles of whether or not I was going to have enough charge to last me two more days just driving around town. And I have about three hundred and fifty miles on a charge, yeah, so, so that. I put 40 miles away. I was at that 40, as I put 40 miles on it, I was at like 40% left or something. It was ridiculous. Oh. So well, it depends it, on how you drive too. Well, right? driving, drive like when, when you, when you're letting up, when you, when you're worried about <laughs> the power, then you drive very carefully. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's regard- awfully tempting in those cars to push the accelerator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you don't drive very fast in Phoenix traffic. Oh, you don't. <laughs> so, it's all flat though, Todd. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, then it's, Bruce. then it even failed even worse. So, <laughs> right. Right. Um, I, I don't know. But, I guess I just, I just think the economy's tight. So I think people are, yeah. are going to be cautious. Yeah. I do wonder about that part. Right. Are are we going to see a re- recession hit just because people we're not in a recession? Well, I guess some people are and some people aren't would be the, the answer, I think, <laughs> so, at this point. Um, so I do, maybe we're not in a recession, but we sure as, the, sure as heck have our, having our wallets gouged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, everything is more expensive nowadays. Right. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. And I know coming up here and at the end of the month, uh, we're back down at PodFest again. So the podcast conference schedule continues yep. every six months or so right right now is kind of how what it works out to be yeah right? so you mentioned something i think before we started so what is this thing that dave jackson announced announces podcast of the year who who was his podcast of the year i think you have to listen to his audio in order to find out uh i think is what what it was i wasn't sure because it wasn't clear on pod news here let me read what it says here. It says Dave Jackson announces his podcast of the year. So I guess he announced some podcast. And why? He, you he know, says, the show you get notified in your app and you immediately stop right. listening to whatever show and immediately go to theirs. I don't yeah. do that. I don't really ever do that too. So hmm. I'm not sure which one he's talking about because it here, let, let me see if I can figure it out here. Um, I'm have to go look at his show notes, probably. That's what I'm looking at. 
but I, you know, I think he's doing a good job of teasing us to listen to his audio, yeah. I think is what he's doing. <laughs> My podcast of the year is definitely the podcasting 2.0 show. Um, that's for sure. And then the Macon show. Those are my top two for the whole year. Oh, uh, let's see here. I'm not sure. It says a special shout out to Matt Rafferty from the author inside you. Let's see, he pod in box. But I'm not sure that has to do with his pick. Yeah. I think you have to go li- listen to his episode. I, uh, I got gotcha. you. have to do. Yeah. Dave's all about the audio. Yeah. So, so he's, he's going to do a little promotion to get people in to listen to his audio. So, anyway. so, um, this was, something. It, it's interesting that there's an article about it here in pod news, but also we got a message from our, uh, legal counsel. It says happy holidays from the U S government who has, Bless us all with the new Corporate Transparency Act. If you run a corporation, LLC, or another qualifying legal entity, you've just got over a year to tell Uncle Sam who owns your company or pay the hefty penalty. Well, there is a... um, Be careful. People are sending out scams in regards to this. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see here. Probably trying to get uh, proprietary information. Yeah, so or... basically, um, FinCEN, whoever that is, recently issued a warning. Yeah, that's a fraud. The fraudulent fraud correspondence division. may be titled Important Compliance Notice and ask the recipient to click on a URL or scan a QR code. Mm-hmm. Those emails or letters are fraudulent. FinCEN does not send unsolicited requests. Please do not respond to these fraudulent messages or click any link or scan any QR code with them. Be on mm-hmm. the guard against such fraud and stay abreast of key developments involving this law by visiting. Okay, I'm not going to tell this. Our legal firm sent this to us. So I'm not going to say who the legal company is, uh, our corporate lawyer. So, uh, so what yeah. the law says is that starting in 2024, if you run a corporation LLC or other qualifying legal entity, that'd be like a, like a partnership or something like yep. that. You've just got um, over a year to tell uncle Sam who owns your company. So I think this is really targeted towards LLCs and organizations that have kind of anonymous owners. Right. I think that the government wants to know actually who owns these. I don't think Mich- I think Michigan entities. is when I formed my LLC, I think I had to put who, I thought so too. I, 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 I had to put who the, yeah, I had to put the percentage of the company I even owned. I had to put, yeah, my yeah, name. I don't quite understand this unless people are, are doing these layers of LLC. Yeah, they're doing layers where these corporations are being seen as people. So That's they're right. basically making corporations be the owners of these LLCs, right, right. which isn't directly related to it, a person. Right. So this is, this is just a way to ferret out who's owning what. So if they need to go after somebody, they don't have to get in this quagmire of complexity of all these inner, interlaced right, right. corporations. Right. Cause I know like someone will form an LLC and then have five LLCs below that, that maybe will own five different businesses right. or something to that effect <laughs> happens yeah. a lot in, um, rental properties, real estate, right. 
happens a lot that's, in real estate. I think that's who they're really going after here is people with those, you know, like each house that you own is a separate LLC well, and it's in the name of your parent LLC. You want, you want to laugh, but the folks that bought the building that my sister sold this building I'm in, so I have a new landlord. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know who the landlord is, <laughs> but yes. the the corporation is uh, basically the address of this building. Oh, it's okay. actually like one two three street one two there. three street LLC is the actual name <laughs> of the LLC. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's who they're targeting here, right? I I think is people that are doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. So, but again, in or, Michigan, I had to put for my LLC here, I had to put my name in. So, yeah. So I'm sure I this think is that's a, the most common thing that yeah. people do with their LLCs. They, they have a partner or percentage distribution between two individuals or, you know, actually if you're just a sole owner, there's no real reason to have an LLC. So, well, there is. Um, for some legal protection, th- what it really is. And, you know, a, there's, and there's different levels of LLCs too. Mm-hmm. There's a sole proprietorship LLC and then there's right. a couple other letters. And then it really, then it goes into, there's two different right. types of corporation, an S and C Corp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the S Corp is, if, don't quote me on this, but S Corp, that's why I had uh, my company when I was in Hawaii because it was just me. It was just, and I really probably didn't need a full corp all those years. Right. So the difference between an S corp and a C corp was the S corp, the taxes passed through to my social security number. Whereas the C corp is its own entity. It's its own entities. And, and it, you can, you can write off like your health insurance. And right. All that well, you, there's most right. of the write-offs are still legal with the S corp. Right. But right, again, just, any profit loss path. You yeah, know. And how you take money out of an S corp is different than how you take out of a C corp. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And even an LLC, um, yeah. you can do a, what's it called? I don't remember, but yeah, you don't have to write yourself a paycheck as an right. L, as a LLC, but you do have to show the money that you pulled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in some things, you know, just being a sole proprietor is perfectly fine too. You can still write off your expenses yeah, and things, yeah. but, and, but and there's I, some, some legal advantages of limited liability. And that's kind of what they yeah. are talking about here. So. And like all my and insurance and everything yeah. is in the, yeah. Yeah. And I think podcasters, you know, in some ways have to think about this too, because they may be doing a podcast in combination with another business that they're trying to start up, especially if they're doing a side hustle or something like that. And, you know, talking to a tax tax professional or a lawyer or something like that to help, help you walk through that decision-making process is important. So I love this comment from, uh, from transistors, Justin Jackson. Oh, Justin. Yeah. Thanks Justin for backing me up here, brother. He says, don't start a video podcast. And go audio first. In the beginning, a new podcaster needs to find their voice, practice, and learn what makes episode yeah. compelling. I agree. Yeah. So, I think, I think from a reasonable perspective, I think that makes sense. You know, yeah. 
it, you know, adding, adding video does add a level of complexity to your production. So, you know, you may not be ready for that. So Ever. <laughs> who knows? 1,701 right. sats from Mike Dell. Better late than never. I could think of a few things to do with 45 mil. A hundred. Oh, these came from, uh, these were Geek News Central plugs. Uh, Dave Jones last week, 5150. Great discussion, guys. YouTube infatuation is coming from the advertising sector, which has no loyalty to any medium. So I don't think there was any other new media show. We did get a bunch of streaming sats. The streaming sats have been on fire. So I want to thank all of you that have been uh, streaming sats to us uh, by the minute. 50, 100, there's a thousand, um, a lot of 50s. Um, 2162 per minute. That's a big one. That was Dave Jackson. Uh, 1,000 sats a minute from Adam Curry. 50 sats a minute from Podbun. I'm going back, I'm looking here. Who else? Um, there's some more sats from Dave Jackson. By the way, did J Dave uh, volunteer to do our... Uh, do no, our chapters? They, uh, no, but he, no, but he joined me on my uh, my podcast tip show last Thursday. Shorts, so, uh, yeah. two sats a minute from Chad. Uh, what else? Two hundred forty six sats a minute. Oh, that was someone ran out. Um, we got uh, two hundred sats from Alby. Anyway, so yes, the streaming sats have been really, really good as of late. So definitely mm -hmm. uh, appreciate it. I had to transfer 500,000 sats out of my get Albie account to make sure it was under a million sats. So really, why is that a million sats is the limit you can keep in a get Albie account. And I don't oh. know why, but that's their upper limit is they don't want you having more than a million sats. I think a million sats is about $400. Hmm. Is there some, governmental issue there uh, I don't, a regulatory I, I, issue yeah i don't know what it is but you know they um if you have over a million i think they're going to put you on a pro level so um if you get over oh, you might might have to pay a subscription yeah, or something like that yeah and I, I don't know to be honest with you i don't know the reason uh hope i think they're going to some folks are going to talk to them recently in the near future but yeah it seems i understand i don't understand what carrying a big balance is about uh, to be honest with you, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I had it, to, I actually had to transfer out about, about a million and a half sats cause I was close to 2 million sats in my account. So I did yeah, it I th th three stages. I think I'm getting close to like 400,000. So, so I've got a ways to go. Yeah. But anyway, but, um, thanks for the boost and the, and uh, everything that's come in everyone. Thanks so much. Yeah, again, no bat signal today because new media show is, uh, let me refresh in, it here. In transition. And it's still not secure. It's saying your connection is not private. It's unsafe to go there. Yeah, so hopefully in a couple hours that'll be fixed. Thought I wanted to talk to you about another topic that I saw pop up on social media. Actually, it was on X, but um, this whole topic of should, um, any of us really share personal information online anymore. Um, 
They've already either, got it all. No, but I mean, actively writing posts uh, or pod, doing podcasts or what, what, whatever that are telling a story about ourselves that isn't in, you know, kind of a positive light, right? Um, over disclosure, right? Oh, I think oversharing's always been an issue. I've been always very careful not to overshare. No, I, yeah, I know that you and I both have. I just see a lot of people posting, putting up content that uh, doesn't always paint them in a very um, good light. I guess. So is it is it is it where they're self reflecting and disclosing and trying to improve? And- well, I think that that's that's the intention that they're they're going about it, and I think it does build a level of trust, but it. I think it kind of raises the question of, well, why are they doing that in that forum, right? Are they wanting sympathy? Are they wanting people to help them in a challenging situation? And thinking that that a place to do that is social media. Or, and, and even in a place like LinkedIn, right, where people are looking for careers and looking for jobs and positions, should you be disclosing too much stuff about life's challenges for 200 bucks. I think that's what we pay. I can have a given name, yep. a little bit of information and I can have, get a full report. Unlike your 10 last 10 years of social media posts, um, any negative, any, mm-hmm. you know, basically it builds and it's still up to me to interpret that report and determine whether or not, someone's going to be a good employee or not. Yep. But I think most companies are running those reports today to do background checks on, on folks. I've always told my kids, be careful what you share out there because once it's published, you might delete it, but it's, you know, if someone's retweeted it or whatever. It's, it's still that information, you know, once it's out there, it's out there. So, yeah. Um, you know, you know, my, both of my daughters share quite a bit of social media stuff about my grandchildren. Um, I'm not one to tell them they shouldn't. Uh, of course, they're, they're little kids. It's not thinking it's going to affect them. But, you know, there's other security concerns I get concerned about. Um, you know, there's lots of weird people out there. So, yeah, I know that when I read or or hear things like that, I... I kind of question what the motivation is of sharing that. Um, Yesterday I was um, here in the office. I wasn't really working, but I was, I was kind of doing some cleanup and stuff. And I, I went, I did a TikTok live for about 30 minutes. And really it was just the camera was facing me while I was typing on my computer. And I just mm-hmm. was watching people were asking me some AI questions and some stuff like that. And, um, someone got on there and said, Oh, Merry Christmas was Santa Claus. Good to you. And I said, Oh, I had a good Christmas. And, you know, I didn't elaborate on who, what or where. And, uh, you know, then someone that I did not know asked me, so what did you get your grandkids for Christmas? And I'm like, I'm not going to divulge what I got my grandkids for Christmas. You know, what's, what's the point? Who, why, why do you need to know what's, what business is it yours? Right. Um, for me to divulge yeah. what I got my grandkids for, for Christmas. And actually somebody even asked me what my budget was for 
each grandchild. And I'm like, I'm not going to share that, <laughs> you know? And, you know, I tell my, cause I think what triggered it is I made a comment. I had just told my kids to send me their Amazon wish list right. for each kid. Cause they know what they need more than I do. And yeah. then I could pick from that. And I think that's what drove the question. So maybe I overshared in that regard, but it was, you know, then they were asked like these super personal questions. So you just I'm wonder a firm, who firm believer in gift cards and stuff like, like an Amazon oh, gift cards right. and stuff. Cause it puts, they, that other person can get exactly what exactly they want. Exactly what they want. Right. Yep. Right. Or need. Yeah. Uh, frankly, it goes both ends. Yeah. So my, you know, my son Hawaii, he had something specific he was having challenges with. I said, now just let me, you know, let me send you some Apple pay. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can, you can use it against that, you know? And so that yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And it was kind of funny too, because the exact amount he needed, I was 37 cents short on the Apple pay. And I said, well, I got, I got it up to 37 cents. Are you, am I good for the, uh, can you cover the other we 37 cents? Up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what was in the account. Right. So I didn't want to uh, have to, didn't want to have to tap it for, you know, to a debit card. It was stuff I had earned through Apple purchases and stuff, you know? So, um, it was kind of funny, but, um, yeah. Cause I think I've, I've changed my view on this o over the years too. I mean, back when, back when Facebook first came out, I was sharing a lot of personal pictures and a lot of, a lot of, you know, details about the things, the, the hobbies and the things that I was doing and things like that on, on Facebook, you can still see some, I haven't, it's not like I've taken it all down, right? but I have kind of rolled back kind of those efforts. Um, and it's become, you know, a little bit more podcast centric, a little bit more business centric, more trying to inspire people to, you know, take, take positive actions in their lives and, and share examples of that. And just, you know, around content and things like that. And it, and it definitely maps more towards my career, I mm -hmm. guess, and my, my work in the medium and trying to, um, you know, accomplish things on that front. Uh, versus trying to use social media as like a, you know, like a, like a personal social outreach kind of thing. And it's not really, I think what it's good at. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at, uh, I hadn't even read the news to be honest with you. I, my email stacked up pretty heavy. Um, but it yeah. was a big decline in um new episodes published last week i saw it was yeah, between that, 12 and 16 percent well that so. uh you know that's probably not that's a not good unusual. thing but you know yeah. pe people people haven't learned that just as that like i like i said i spend a lot of the christmas holiday catching up yeah you know and catching up on just about everything that i that i read or listen to i mean yeah, it says the total podcast updated in the last week is 164,331, down 16.3%. Well, not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it says total podcast updated in the last 30 days, 330,500, yeah, down 4.5%. That actually sounds bigger than it is. Oh, yeah. Well, it's double the amount of shows. Yeah. But which means that that four and a half percent is a big chunk. Yep. But, um, but yeah, 
it's interesting, you know, it, it, in some ways it's not surprising because it's the holidays, people taking time sure. off. And, I had some things, matter of fact, I, I've got some stuff that's just finishing up. Matter of fact, over the next 12 hours, I've got a batch of media that I'm delivering and then uh, I'll be done um, for a project that you and I are aware of. But um, yeah, that's a big project. Oh that's my gosh. One. 2000, 2000 plus files. Right. The, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, you know, this time of year is one of those things where I, I did, you know, I do actually a little house cleaning. I kind of get stuff kind of, cause I'm always at my desk. I never hardly leave my desk and I walk in and leave and the office gets a little, uh, a little cluttered. So I kind of move the stacks around a little bit. I don't know if I actually clean anything out, but, uh, I'm going to have to, I've decided though, I am going to start putting some stuff on marketplace. I have a whole bunch of stuff that probably no one around here will buy. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Oh, like old, old audio equipment yeah, and stuff just, like that? Yeah, yeah. Microphones. Yes. And, yeah. I've got a bunch well, of stuff. I'm never going to get rid of microphones. Those, those don't get sold. The, the, you know, there's always a use for a microphone or gifting someone a microphone. So, All right. uh, but other stuff, you know, stuff that it's like, okay, I haven't touched that in three years. Do I really need it? <laughs> So, yeah, but I tell yeah. you, uh, podcasts will be on, like you said earlier, podcast is going to be on us pretty quick. Yeah. Well, right after your CES adventures and, and what you haven't told us too much about, about what you're doing down there. Yeah. You know, same old thing. I, I, I show up and just be talent this year. So I leave next Friday. Okay. And a uh, week from Friday. And, uh, I believe the show starts on tuesday but i get down there have a little vegas fun on saturday mm -hmm. sunday is starting the media stuff so do media stuff sunday and monday then the, the the actual live show will be tuesday wednesday at uh, tuesday wednesday thursday friday this year and um so yeah hot and heavy uh beyond two or three hours every day throughout that week uh interviewing people so you know, luckily I don't have to, I just, I come in and kind of help. Well, I stand around and look important. Be like the foreman, you know, that just pointing. <laughs> it's not my cables to hook up. So I just, you know, <laughs> give, you know, consulting where I think it, you know, where it should be. <laughs> so who's actually kind of going to lead in the charge? Uh, it's, now? it's Scott Ertz from uh, F5 Live. Oh, okay. Yeah, he takes care of all that. Then Kirk, my uh, executive producer of Geek News Central, he will be there. Um, matter of fact, I'm really a Kirk. Uh, he has worked for, for Verizon for many years in their collections department. And his dream for many, many years was to um, be full-time in the media space. And... Um, Let's see here. Hang on here a second. Um, he has retired and much to his mental health. Um, where's he went to work? Um, he is, he is being a producer for 1210 WPHT in Philly, a talk radio, uh, station out there. So he's picked up a producer job. He's uh, from uh -huh. Jersey. But uh, yeah, so after 
25 years and not having, you know, talking to disgruntled customers about their bills and billing collection, which can you imagine doing that for 25 years, Rob, is talking to people about the, oh. their credit, you know, their, uh, their, their, their mobile bill. Not going bills. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he has, uh, he's, he, he, he's told me for years he wanted to get out of that job. And, uh, so yeah, so he's got himself a job as a producer, all from everything he's done in the podcasting space with me and his own show. So he actually mm. picked up a job in, uh, traditional radio. Oh, so he'll be out there. Kirk will be out there and, uh, he's more behind the scenes. Maybe we'll be able to get him. He likes doing the, in the weed stuff. He doesn't necessarily like being on the mic that much, but, um, the get Don Bain, the gadget professor will be there. And then, of course, Scott and his team. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, the, between the three of us or four of us, we'll cover the 10 hours each day and have a new guest every 10 minutes. So, I'm not so as. What are you in? Go ahead. Yeah, so, what are you anticipating at that show to be kind of. Oh, it's going to be AI everything. It's going to be a lot of AI yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be huge. You know, do, and everything, everyone will have added AI to something. So, <laughs> and to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, Kind of burned out on yeah, AI stuff. Yeah, well, not yeah. on AI, but I'm just, this will be year, oh, man, Andy and I went the first time in 2005, so this will be my 18th consecutive year to CES, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I would, I, would, I would have been planning since Thanksgiving for that show and putting in a massive amount of hours, and now it's like, okay, I'll throw a bag together two days before I leave, and you know, I don't even, I, I, I don't even take a big camera anymore. I take a GoPro and a mono stick and a wireless system and that's it, um, to do interviews. I don't carry a big camera no more. There's really no use right, in doing that and humping, you know, humping all that gear and the big mics and boom mics and wireless packs. Like we used to do. Down eight, there. 82 pounds that. of batteries and, yeah. you know, it was because the product turns out just about the same. So, yeah, and I do, I don't take, I don't have anybody to assist me. So I just go solo and I'll just hold the camera out and put, clip the other wireless onto the other person oh, and fine. rock and roll, you know, you're good to go. Good yeah. to go. Don't have to stress it too much. So I upgraded to, um, I'm actually don't use GoPro anymore. I, I'm using a DJI, uh, camera and wireless systems. It's fantastic. Oh, is that 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 new DJI camera that they have? Yeah, the Osmo. So, Osmo, right? Yep. Right. So that's yeah, I've heard that's really really good. It's got it's got landscape as well as yep. portrait, right? Yep. So anyway, um, that's what's planned for CES. Yeah. So and I, so, it's hard to break the habit of calling it what it used to be. You can't. You're not supposed to use the acronyms. And it really makes no sense to me why. What the consumer electronics show that they don't call it. That no, anymore. it's, it's, it is the CES show. <laughs> which is, which means consumer. Well, electronics no, show, it doesn't. Not, not to them anymore. Not, well, I think because they want it to mean more than more than consumer. Right. Yeah. So let's just drop what it means. It's yeah, just an just, acronym. It's now. just an acronym. Right. Yeah. Right. And they, of yeah. course, they probably couldn't figure out a better way to, you know, a different word, a different word for it. But it, it, health tech will be huge. Health tech has been big, 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 big for 
for a while. So um, that's the thing that seems to be, yeah, that seems yeah. to be the thing. Thought I've been using the Apple Podcast app in my my Tesla Model Three, and actually is pretty pretty convenient integration. I have to say it was easy to set up and so easy to use. shame on you. You should be using the Fountain app. It'll show up. Well, it'll show up in Apple CarPlay. I the car doesn't have Apple CarPlay. Sorry, Todd. Oh, how then? Then how are oh. you using your phone? And they your- loaded the Apple Apple Podcast app directly into the app um, kind of built-in marketplace in the car. Oh. It's just, well, it's it's Apple Music and Podcast. So, so, you, can't plug your, so you can't plug your iPhone into your... It doesn't use the CarPlay software. <sighs> Only that, uses the separate apps. Oh, that just, of, that sucks, donkey. Wow. Well, it, I mean... Why should Tesla do that? They have their own operating system, their own interface. They, they have everything. Well, so it, it, and it's the reason why really GM do. has decided to get away from using Android or Apple, because guess what? All that data that we're, all those buttons we're pushing is all valuable stuff mm-hmm. that they can sell to someone else. Right. So, you know, they're not taking, you, you, when you sign the terms of service to use those things, you're basically signing up to be spied upon at another level, just like shopping. Well, all these platforms are doing that. Oh, but. I know. But you, I think it's really dumb for GM to go proprietary again. Well, the question for them is, can they actually build any kind of decent software? They don't have a track record of being able to well create software that will be the so- The software right? that Ford provides me naturally is a decent navigation, AM, FM radio, okay. Bluetooth. That's, but I can switch to Android or Apple CarPlay. I can, oh, can use either. Just by plugging your you device plug in the phone. into it? Oh, no, just right. the, the Wi-Fi. As soon as the Wi-Fi connects it. Oh, yeah. or Bluetooth. Is it Bluetooth um, that connects? Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Well, yeah. But the, well, the Wi-Fi has to be on to do Apple CarPlay. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's been nice to have that experience in there. I mean, it'd be great if Fountain was in there. Yeah, it's too bad it's that they're not. But, yeah. But it's not there yet. Because they, they're not. Well, I, that should be, you know, send that up the, you know, you're a stockholder of Tesla. That's something you should request. Say, hey, yeah. I want Apple CarPlay. Here's my vote as a stockholder. I don't know that I, I would trust that over the interface that the car has because it's so integrated into how the car operates. But uh, I'd be it, honest but. with you, I wasn't that impressed with their interface. So, well, I mean, if you're not using it every day, yeah, um, to me it feels like different. going backwards. Well, but. it's 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 custom built for the vehicle. So, right. if, if if they were to replace it with CarPlay, it, it wouldn't have any interface to manage the car. So. Yeah, that's one thing you couldn't figure out when the car is. You you stop, park the car. Does the car really off? No, you have to actually go into some menu to actually turn the car off. And that that was what I really didn't understand about. Well, that was a dumb thing about Tesla. No, you don't ever turn the car off. 
there's no off button on the Tesla, so you don't ever turn it off. Well, that's the Hertz guy. He showed me how to turn the car off or whatever it was. Well, you can put it in park. Well, I put it in park, but then said, make sure before you, said, if you don't do this, you run the battery down. Took me through some menu to shut the car off. I think he's giving you bad, bad advice. So, so you just put it in park and walk away from it. Get out of the car and leave. The car takes care of everything itself. Well, that's not what the Hertz guy told me. He said, make well, sure. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, then I guess they need to be trained. He just because of some menu thing I had to go through. He well, says, most electric cars has a button on the dash that you push on and off. Right. Yeah. Actually, Nissan does that. Uh, I think all all the GM cars have it too. Um, that are electric cars. I, I believe Tesla is the only one that you just get out of the car and the car shuts up, locks itself. And using that down. little thob was a pain. It seems like it would never really truly work. Have to rub it around to get it to. <laughs> I don't even have that. It, it it does everything with my mobile phone. You walk I up. Just, to, you just walk up I to just, the car. Car with my mobile phone and the car opens up and well, like, of course, I if get you get in a rental, you get a thob. <laughs> right, of course, right. <laughs> so that's going to be a little bit different experience renting one of these cars versus actually owning it and getting integrated into the car itself. So it it knows who you are when you get in. So it it adjusts the seats and does everything for you when you get in. So yeah, I'm still not buying one. <laughs> <laughs> Especially some of the reports that have come out recently about them being a little shady in some of the repair work that they've had to do. So they're probably going to get well, sued again. Just to give you an old, my own personal experience is that uh, yesterday I took the car in to get my tires rotated. Um, the only other thing I've had to do to that car in two years was um, add wiper fluid. You took it That's to it. Tesla to have the tires rotated? No, just do a shop down. Oh, the street. okay, okay. Yeah. Consider yourself lucky. I guess so. uh, listen to my last Geek <laughs> Central podcast. You'll hear all the drama. Oh, okay. I'll have to go I'll have to go listen to your <laughs> your drama. But I haven't had any drama, so it's all right. Knock on wood, I tell you one service that I've actually fell in love with that's now become completely transparent. I haven't Probably I'll go say this. I'll go home tonight and have to reboot it. But I have not had to reboot my Starlink in about six months. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Just yeah. keeps on ticking. I did. Re yeah, I rebooted it in June. I came back from vacation and it wasn't working. I had to reboot it. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we are. Well, we're, I guess we started a little late. We only do an hour, but we got anything else to go into. Um, I mean, I think that. The Hall of Fame's coming up. Oh, yeah. So When's that, that going to get announced? Uh, probably in the first week in January. Oh, that so, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, PodFest versus Podcast Movement. So. Yeah. So who's, well, I guess we haven't, you can't say. I, I've kind of heard who might be the, the what you would call it, the MC. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one that got got this person. So. Oh, so did that person that you and I were talking about come through? Mm -hmm. uh, that's 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 a big one. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll let you guys do your own speculation. Well, it'll it'll be coming out soon, probably next week. Yeah, after the new year, right? And we'll I'll let everybody know who's being inducted and 
what's going to happen at the event. So get your tickets. To be it's going to be live streamed. It's going to be live streamed huh? online. So everybody awesome. will be able to attend. Right. If they choose to. Oh, good. And remember those of you that have been inducted that a tuxedo is the standard that Rob and I set. You dress. I don't know if anybody else is going to do if that. You under, if you, if you don't dress in a tuxedo, then you have, um, uh, you're slacking. That's a very old school time. I know. <laughs> well, you know, come on. It's a, it's a hall of fame. I know. I, I mean, I got the little, little bow tie. So yeah, of I course. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. You got it. You got to You got to dress to impress. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. No blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> or t-shirts. So I'm sure we'll probably see. Well, actually, probably a lot of the inductees are going to be sending in videos. So uh, it'll so all be bad. done just like this. So, but there's going to be some people there in person. So it's going to be a mixture of the two. Okay. Well, the last, uh, the last hall of fame ceremony, the, the stories that were shared. Oh yeah. Were compelling. Uh, were compelling. And, um, I'm, you know, that, that's a, you know, it was a big change to how it was yep. presented. And, uh, I think that, um, yep. I, I was a little bit jealous, um, you know, when they went to that to that format. So hopefully this year, the, 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 the stories, uh, will be similar and compelling and, uh, very motivational, even for some of the, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's hard to say, you know, each, each group of inductees kind of has their own kind of philosophy towards things. Right. And some will share more than others, but we are giving each inductee, I, I think up to five minutes, I think to, oh, that's, to share. That's actually shorter than what they had before, isn't it? I think it was, I think between five and eight, I think is what we had when you and I were inducted. Yeah. Um, but what was the last, the last inductees at podcast movement? How much time did they get? I think it was up to eight minutes. I think up to eight minutes. And then that person's introducing them gets a few minutes too, right? It's a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now it's a little closer. The person doing the introduction, I mean, obviously you can do as long or as, I mean, well, as short as you want. So, so you don't have to take up the whole time. Right. Yeah. To introduce someone properly though. It, it, and take it, a couple of minutes couple of at minutes. least. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So I hope that, that the inductees, um, will share, you know, kind of, kind of how, how you, they view the medium. Are you give, how, have you given them, are they being given input? Um, I wouldn't say that that's happened quite yet. Um, I think it, the big challenge has been getting people to commit and getting people to, you know, do what needs to be done to get just the basics done. Now I think the follow-up sh should be is, is kind of sharing, you know, what that acceptance speech should be really. Um, Maybe share some of the two or three of the other ones. Yeah. I think if you go watch the 2022, um, version of it, which is available on YouTube to watch the full, full length version of it. I think you'll see what Todd and I are talking about. Yeah. It's the same thing that you and I both did when we did our induction. I don't think ours were, I don't think I, cause we, you know, I went the first year. I had no idea what to, to talk about, to be honest That's with true. you. 
That's true. So the, but just knowing you, I'm sure that yeah, you were. The acceptance speeches, though, have, I was impressed the last, the last one. I really, really was. I was, matter of fact, I was pretty blown away. Yeah. So was your, is your year still available to be watched, Todd? The I don't 2015 even, one? I have no clue. I didn't, I don't even know where to go find it. No, well, I would look on YouTube. So yeah, I was going to do that and create a, a whole YouTube channel just for the hall of fame. Yeah. It's so smart. Is the next big thing I was going to work on. And then, and then hopefully we can get all of them on there, you know, e- even the ones that were done by podcast movement, which were all the other ones, right, right. um, to try and get those videos onto that channel. So we have all those induction ceremonies available. I don't know if they're, we've lost them or, you know, with some of the years or not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Then there was, you know, a couple of years skipped there. So you have to figure that out. So, if, you know, for those of you that are not aware, the hall of fame was re I guess for a better word, relinquished or turned over uh, to the Hall of Fame inductees. Right. And uh, the heavy lifting has been, obviously, Rob Walsh and both you, Rob, have done a lot of heavy mm-hmm. lifting uh, on this go-round. And then um, yeah. the goal, really, ultimately, is to make the, the Hall of Fame self-sufficient, and, um, and yeah, I think in the new year here, I think, um, as we think about 2024, I think to kind of move the hall of fame forward in a positive direction, I think we need to take it kind of a little bit more out of the hands of Lipson to some degree and kind of create our own little organization that manages a lot of it. And then, and then that puts us in a better situation to bring in, you know, a, a deeper bench of sponsors and supporters of it. And it, and it makes it less associated with one company. Right. Yeah. So, right. But there is no formal company or LLC or anything yet. So it's all, it's all volunteers, you know, yeah. Chris permits those and, and, and Wendy at, uh, at Podfest, you know, she's the organizer of the conference and stuff like that. She's a big part of this as well. And then the Lipson team, you know, supports, quite a bit of the process too. And Rob well, they, Walsh and they wrote a check. Of, they wrote a check to make this happen. So. Yeah. Yep. And the expenses of it are going up. So yeah. we have to, you know, to keep doing what we're doing and to do it at a higher level is going to require more support from the industry yeah. to keep this thing going and, and to have it be a representative of the broader industry is. Because it's a challenge. It's, right. you know, and by time, just, you know, the, tro- the trophy cost alone is a couple thousand, just the trophies. Right. Totally. And, uh, that's just eight trophies. <laughs> right. Just eight. And then, right. um, and then you think about all the other expenses, maybe paying the MC uh, honorarium and all that. And then, you know, all of a well, sudden, boom, boom. travel expenses and all this kind of stuff too can factor into this. And then also just paying the, production team right that is being hired by podfest to to produce the the whole show uh and to stream it live online and to do all the pr to support it and all the things that really a, a lot of the same things that i did when i was working for the podcast academy um, and and also coming into play and potential celebrities coming and that kind of stuff and any additional security and all that stuff that goes along with it 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you say you celebrities it, in the podcasting space. What do you mean celebrities? Well, increasingly and over the next few years, I, I think celebrity is very much a, a term to describe what we're dealing with here. And it comes, comes with a lot of potential attention and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of maybe, you know, controversy because, you know, we live in a very divisive world today. Yep. Uh, and podcasters are living on both sides of these issues. So, but as a hall of fame, we need to be embracing the medium, right? Not, not partisan sides. Right. Yeah. No, no politics allowed. Yeah. You can be political. Yeah. But no, I, we're not trying to tell people <laughs> what they have to do or what right. they can say or right. what they can represent, but yeah. It's more to do of the impact on the medium and, and how, how a person and, uh, has contributed to growing this medium and making it a success and being, being success with whatever audience that they've been able to gather for themselves. Yep. Right? So we'll leave it at that. Cause I'm sure there's going to be some discussions once everything's announced. Oh, there's definitely going to be discussions. Yeah, I'm going to be in CES coming. that week. So great week to miss a show. <laughs> oh, what? Well, I won't be available. The Well, I will be available up until, well, maybe. When's the announcement going to happen? Oh, it's probably going to be like uh, the third or fourth or something like that. Okay, so we do a show on the third, which I'll be here for, but I won't be oh, here. Oh, that's the, right. Won't be here for the 10th. So... If it's okay. announced on the third, we'll be able to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the actual ceremony is going to be on January 26th down at PodFest. So January, tw- like- is that the first night of the show? It's the first full day of the show. First right? full day. Oh, okay. Prime time. Yep. And it'll be like 7 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. Okay. So, all right. You all been informed a little bit. You just don't know who. Yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot more details to come. All right, all right everybody. Uh, we'll get off in here. Um, I'm Todd at blueberry.com, at Geek News on Twitter, at Geek News at Geek News dot chat on Mastodon. Mm, okay. And I'm on X Twitter. At Rob Greenlee, as usual, and I uh, have my own YouTube channel at Rob Greenlee. And then you can send me an email if you want. Uh, Rob Greenlee at gmail.com is a great place to reach out to me and love to hear from you and hear any feedback that you have from the podcasting space. It's always great to see all the comments on Twitter X um, on the topics we do with the show and, and uh, to get feedback from you. So we have stuff that we can banter about about. <laughs> and the episode will come up if you're listening to this on Thursday and uh, hopefully everything's up and the website's all that we are on new infrastructure. And uh, I've been dabbling in that a few hours today, uh, playing around with the uh, catch settings and all that stuff. So uh, that is, uh, it's always fun to be on new hardware. Yeah. And uh, it, it is quite a powerful platform. So I'm, uh, excited to do page speed tests to see if uh, it's faster than the the box that I was on before. So, <laughs> bringing in the new year with a bang here. Tom, yeah, yeah, and, and hopefully everything stays online. But yes, if you're trying to go to the website right now uh, at this very moment, uh, it is uh, going to say uh, warning uh, until we get the SSL certificate. Work away. in progress. 
<laughs> so, all right, everyone. Thanks okay. for being here. We'll see you next right. Wednesday back at our regular time, I hope. I hope so, too. All right. Everybody take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Okay.